All right, welcome to the Red Triangle Sports Podcast, brought to you by the folks at the Sons of Fantasy Football League. I think I actually messed that up. I think it's the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast, brought to you by Red Triangle Sports. Um, having all kinds of issues tonight, trying new technology out right now. Shane's not in the studio. He's a black screen. Um, so, Ed, since you're here, we're going to kill some time until Shane gets back. I'm here, dude. Oh, you're there. <laughs> Where are you at? Sure, sure can't see you. I can see both of you. There you are. Hey. Weird. Hey-o. All right, so, yeah, Ed and Shane are here. Eddie Mitchum, Shane Stein, Steel Curtain, Take Your Ball and Go Home. One of them won last week, one of them lost. I'll let them tell you guys uh, who did what. What's up, guys? It's great to be here, Matt. He's told my line. I was hoping he wasn't here. <laughs> What'd you say, Ed? He stole my line. I was hoping he wasn't here. I saw the black screen, though, so I thought that was my chance to get it. It's great to be here. Oh, yeah, none of you are <laughs> here, so. Um, all right. A lot of stuff happened last week. One of them, Shane beat Ed. I lost to Phil. Um, the Stormers Brothers played to a 76-75 death match. Um, Team Ice Cream 1-0 defending their title. The clan puts up one of the higher scores of the week. We were just wrong. We were wrong everywhere. Um, really bad week. I didn't go back and do our records. Um, let's look at that. So you guys got the one and zero, one and one. Ed was two and one. Ed was three and one. Three and two. Three and three. I think I was, I was one and five. That's miserable. I think I was three and three as well. You were. You were. So you guys got a two-game lead on me, heading into week two. This is where I come back. Um. All right. So let's start off talking about the waiver guys. Top waiver guys this week. Waivers runs tonight, into tomorrow. Who do you guys think the top waiver guys are? Um, I think there's a lot of guys out there, but I'm not sure any of them are worth blowing your budget on right now. What do you guys think? I think I agree. I mean, I think there's going to be people that throw some things around because uh, it was a week one in which we saw the consensus number one overall pick go down. So I think people are going to throw some stuff around. A couple of names emerged that people weren't in on. Um it was just overall a very weird week. It wasn't very family-friendly. Uh, weird stuff. So I could see some people making some moves behind some of the injuries that we saw this week. But I just don't know if they're going to pay off. I just feel like a lot of the ads that come from week one here could be dumped back into the pool by week three. Yeah, I'm on the same page as you guys. I feel like there's going to be... This might... situation in Arizona is really brutal, mainly because it, it really sucks because they're playing the Colts this week, and you want to be able to attack that matchup, but there's no clear-cut thing. I mean, I think it's Kerwin Williams, but they didn't sign Chris Johnson for no reason. Um, Buck Allen definitely has a role in the Ravens offense. Um, Tariq, the human joystick, Cohen, I just don't know if you really want like the Darren Sproles type running back on the Bears. Honestly, I think the best players on the waiver wire right now are at the receiver position, and the three names that I think are most intriguing are Danny Amendola, Marquise Lee, and Nelson Aguilar. The issues with those three guys are um, 
no one really needs receivers right now. So that's that's where I'm trying to struggle to draw the line as far as who uh, who to go out there and get on the waiver wire this week. I guess to answer, I don't know if the question was posed, but I guess what we're getting to is who's the best pickup. And I'll answer the question. In my opinion, I think it's Tariq Cohen. And like you said, who wants to own the Darren Sproles guy in the Chicago lineup? But I think there's a lot of targets up for grabs. If receivers continue to go down there, someone's going to have to help out. Um, I don't know if you ever heard John Hansen reference the Marcus Wheaton, but he calls him Carcass Wheaton. Yeah. And I think hilarious, and I think that's true. Um, they have to spread it around to somebody, and I think the Bears have been high on him since they've got him, so I think if I had to pick one, I think that's the guy. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I think Cohen's probably the guy just based on – I feel like he could be the one that sticks, at least being a guy that you can use most weeks. Well, if Flex. we're going to name our top guy, I'll go – I think Amendola is the guy. Um, I don't think he'll make it through a full season, but I think the weeks that he's healthy, I think he is the guy that's going to play that Edelman role for the Patriots. So, What's his status for this week? He's still, he's still, he's yeah, he's still, <laughs> he's a Q. He's still in protocol, so hard to say. His brain's mush. Yeah. Um, I still like Kerwin Williams for this week, but I'm not interested in him. The other thing I wanted to say, um, I feel like on my roster already, I have two guys that would have been picked up this week if I didn't have them in. Alvin Kamara and Chris Carson. So, pretty excited about that. It's another reason why I'm not really sure I need to make a uh, make a waiver move. I'm gonna feel the same about Marlon Mack. He got a lot more burn than I expected. Mack and Galladay for you are two guys that are going out and getting grabbed in a lot of leagues this week, and you have them both too. Joe Williams for San Francisco, not so much. Yeah, no one's hit on that. No burn for that. Burn for <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Holding on to him as a keeper for next year, though. Keeper options. All right. Um, let's get into the week two matchups. Hold the phone. Got a little surprise segment for you guys. Oh, trivia. Trivia is going to make its return to the Sons of Fantasy Football nice. podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> Ed's favorite segment of the show. Got find. Got a nice fun one for you here for you guys tonight. I want to know how much the Steel Curtain and Denver Desert Dogs were paying attention in Week One. So we'll start out with we'll do Stump the Schwab style as usual. <laughs> Can you name me the twelve quarterbacks who should have been a, or were a QB one in Week One of the NFL season? Matt Stafford. That's correct. He was number two. Alex Smith. That's correct. He was number one. Sam Bradford. Correct. He was number three. Trevor Simeon. He was number four. Carson Wentz. He was number five. You guys are good. Um, Derek Carr. Carr was six. Tied for six, sorry. Um... Now I'm drawing the blank. Let's go with Mariota. Incorrect. He was 13. Ugh. Um. Aaron Rodgers. Incorrect. He was 15. Oh. I win by default. Mine was hard. <laughs> so you guys rattled off the top guys pretty quick. Um, also tied for six. What's up? No, did Phil Rivers? I don't know what he did late night. Did Phil Rivers was tied for six with Carr. Yeah, I fell asleep and I don't know what happened at the end of the cheating. Then the bottom half of the QB one tier was Tyrod, Matty Ice, Deshaun Kaiser, Jared Goff, and Dak Prescott. Oh, Goff was a layup. So, Pretty uh, 
pretty stellar bottom half of the QB1 tier there. And this is why right we on. told you all offseason to wait on quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, let's see the guys that should have been in your RB1 slot in week one. Kareem Hunt. <laughs> Was number one. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what running backs did anything. Uh, Gillis Lee. Gillis was number two. Are you talking our league specific here? At our yes, team? Our, our league specific. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was number six. That was probably the last one I know. I don't pay attention. Um, Melvin Gordon. He was number nine. The human joystick. Cohen was number three. I don't even know who else scored a touchdown. Uh, um, like Garrett Blunt did. So let's try him. Garrett Blunt was not. He was not in the top 16. So. I'll take Devontae Freeman for the dub. Devontae Freeman was not. All right, I'll take Devontae Freeman for the L. <laughs> well, you guys did a little worse than I thought. That's awful. What's up? Dalvin Cook should be in there. Dalvin Cook was number 10. Correct. Yeah, he's in there. He's in there like swimming um, The guys you did not get, Leonard Fournette was number 4. Zeke was up there. Shady McCoy, Shady McCoy was 5. Zeke was 7. Ty Montgomery was eight. <coughs> Jonathan Stewart, Jace Dude, number eleven, and Jordan Howard rounded out RB one, number twelve. Brutal. We got more time to go wide receiver, or do you want to move on with the show? No, we got time. All right, let's do wide. We're, we're not doing let's tight ends, though. No, we're not. <laughs> Austin Hooper was number one. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I heard, <laughs> heard about that. Ed, you want to take first here? Tyreek Hill was number two. Kenny G. Kenny G was number five. Uh, Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar, rookie of the year, was number six. AB. <laughs> AB was number one. Uh, I got nothing else. I'll give you a two-for-one special here. Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. Yeah, good job. They were three and four. Pretty impressive. Um, well, well, if Taz, you want to round out the, the rest of you. So uh, I haven't got any wrong yet. Uh, this is brutal. Um... Amari, no. Cooper was number 12. Oh, he was? Um, you already made it? Golden, Golden Tate's on there. Golden Tate was number 8. <laughs> Jordy, did someone say Jordy? Yeah, I guess Jordy. Jordy was 7. How many do we have left? I don't even know. 3. Corey Coleman didn't get in there, did he? He was number 14. All right. Keenan Allen? Allen did not make it. I just know he scored, so. These were uh, the three. Oh, Benny, oh. Benny Fowler, the third, was number 10. Did he have a big game? Two touchdowns. Oh, nice. Go get him while he's there. Yeah, right. I'm interested. No, uh, no, I'm good. Was number nine? Cooper. And DeAndre Hopkins was 11. Monster. So good. So. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Some, uh. Yeah, that, that was one of the names. Work. Obviously, yeah. some names you don't expect, and then some of the same old, same old. I'll take a point for being correct for saying it was a wacky league of fantasy football. Yeah. 
You can tell me and Ed knew we were going to lose pretty early on in the week. We weren't as into it. <laughs> All right. Abuse. On a Thursday night, I tuned out. Abusement Park, Mixed Mad Dogs. First matchup of week two. We'll start off with uh, the Mad Dogs. You guys think, could, could Kirk Cousins be in trouble this year um, in terms of production? Um, I don't think he's in trouble yet, but I don't think he looks good. Um, I think the Eagles' front seven's pretty good, but I thought he made them look great. Um, he didn't look comfortable. He didn't look confident. Uh, when he had guys open, he missed them. I just thought he looked terrible. And I texted you and said that the year that this feels like the year that I buy into guys I've hated all these years, Kirk Cousins being one of them, finally jumped on the bandwagon, and I thought he looked awful. I think it's early to panic on him because there's still a lot up there. I think him and Terrell Pryor have a lot of growing to do together, but it wasn't good. Um, not yet. But I feel like this is just kind of the what you're going to get from Kirk Cousins. I mean, you're going to get some weeks where he lights it up. You're going to get some weeks where you say, what the hell is he doing? Um, kind of the player that he is, I feel like. <clears throat> a, little, a little bit of gunslinger in him, a little bit of, I don't know, a little bit of Jay Cutler in him for, for my taste. Yeah. I guess I'll go with that. Yeah, I think I think he's still gelling with Pryor, and I think Crowder's a little banged up right now. We know Reed's banged up, so... I don't know if he has necessarily a full complement of weapons right now. I'm not worried about Kirk yet, but um, I knew you had some concerns, Ed. That's the main reason I wanted to throw that in here. So the line's bad. Yeah, it's not good. Like, well, let's, let's not look over that. The line's bad. We should also give credit where credits due to the Eagles' front seven, outstanding front seven. So yeah, I mean his eyes were down looking at the rush before they were even there. That just, that just he just didn't comfortable. Didn't look good. All right, does Sure have enough to survive the David Johnson injury? He's out two to three months with wrist wrist surgery. Uh, I can't see his bench on this thing. Awful. Well, right now he doesn't even have anyone in his RB spot, so no. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll say yes, he does. It's not great, but he, he has he has enough to, to sneak a couple of wins here and there. I mean, Johnson didn't really do anything this week, and he still still came out with a win. Um, obviously, looks like like Reek is going to um, back him. Expect him to be back. He's healthy. We know what he is. And, uh, yeah, he's got enough with Demarius, McCaffrey, Ben on his good weeks. He'll, he'll be all right. I think uh, I think the week James White's highly involved, he'll be all right. Uh, the week they have good matchups and use him. Can we not just gloss over the OBJ thing, Shane? Can you hear uh, that? That was going to be my next. I was going to have a one question follow up for Shane. Um, Shane, will OBJ play this week, and will he be effective if he does? <laughs> hey, I, I missed one right. All right, I can't get them all right. You were the most confident in that answer about all you gave all night. You were so pompous. You were so pompous. It was uh, it was disappointing to see him not suit up. All right, who wins, Mick versus Sure? Oh wow, I was gonna talk to have James White. That's terrible about me. <laughs> he did last year. I was looking at the Mad Dogs. That's bad. Um. <laughs> None of us even like Art. You were so confident. None of us. Even <laughs> I was looking for him on Sure's team. I'm like, I don't see James White, but okay. <laughs> They should get James White in. Easily. I think that <laughs> on weeks that he goes off, they're going to be good. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> Hammer versus Franchise, Ty versus Butler. 
How many combined points does Brady have between Brady or does Butler have between Brady and Hogan this week? Fifty-four. Oh my god! That's wow! <laughs> Three, four. 50 and four scores for Brady, a hundred and a score for Hogan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'll go with forty-three. <laughs> Shane, that's brutal. Why? Because forty-two is the C- is the ESPN projection. Oh. <laughs> I feel like you just looked at that and added one to it. No, it's I can't fine. see it. I can't see that. All right. Uh, well, now I see, now I get yeah, thirty-one and eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Brady goes for 303 scores. That's 30. And I think Hogan goes for buck 20 and a score on seven catches. 33 and a half. 12, 45 and a half plus the bonus point, 46 and a half, 52 and a half. Yeah, I forgot about Kevin. Then the bonus point, I should probably be a little higher. That's all right. I'll stay. I'll stay at fifty-four. All right. Uh, true or false? Dalvin Cook finishes the year as a top ten running back. Oof. True. I'll go true. That looked like the real deal. He looked good. He definitely looked good. Um, I'll go true as well. As if he stays healthy, I think he's a clear, uh, clear top ten finisher. Who wins this match? Good. Behind that great offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just gloss over that. Um, who wins this one? Ty versus Butler. Um, I'll go Butler. Yeah, I'm going to go Butler as well. Um, I am as well. Too much in, with the Patriots against the Saints. Phil Bruce versus Papa Kaz. Seawolves versus St. Louis Patriots. Um, tough one for the Pats last week, losing by less than two points. Is his defense the top defense of the week? The Arizona Cardinals at Indianapolis. I don't know. I haven't looked. It's not quite selected on FanDuel. I don't remember who it was. I can't look because it's an app we're using. I'm not excited about the Cardinals at all. Mm-hmm. The offense is going to keep in good situations. Um, so I'll say no. I'll say no. I think I'll still take the Ravens. Against the Bengals, right? No, they played uh, last week. For the Browns. So, um, I, I think, think I'll the- take them. I'll take the Raiders. I think the Raiders against the Jets. I think the Raiders are the top day of the week. I think that's who I picked. That sounds right. Um, I think Indy, not that they're going to be good, but I think they're better with Brissett at quarterback. So, I think if that happens this week. I agree with that. It helps a little bit. Can't uh, be worse than Tolzien. Oh, dude's terrible. And I like what Ed said about the offense not being able to put him in good situations. So, I think that makes a lot of sense. All right. Um, where do you think Phil should turn at the QB position? Speaking of the Cardinals, Carson Palmer in there right now. He's got Andrew Luck on the bench. Um, and I don't think the waiver wire options are very exciting. So what do you guys think about Phil's quarterback spot? Um, why wouldn't he just keep Palmer in? Because Palmer's not good. Yeah, not good at all. I mean, he can. Don't get me wrong, but I thought I thought he looked like one of the worst quarterbacks around. Okay, is this like a season long thing? I mean, it's a pretty juicy matchup this week. That's why I'm saying that. No, I'm just talking about for this week. I, I mean, I, I just don't think Carson Palmer is very good. But okay, I guess he should leave him in there. Now that I think about it, for this week he has to because the top pickups would be Alex Smith against Philly. Don't like it. Uh, Wentz against Kansas City. Don't like it. Um, that's about it. So I'd roll the dice on Palmer for this week, but going forward, he's not the guy. The Colts shouldn't be able to turn him over, and that's the biggest thing I think with Palmer. So 
it's probably a safe. Yeah. Just based on should have a bunch of scoring opportunities this week against Indianapolis. Um, they just got to pray that luck gets healthy. <laughs> I mean, uh, other than that, he's gonna, probably going to be rolling some some waiver wire guys out there just playing the matchup week to week. I know it's not Eli Manning. I know that that's not where you turn ever anymore. No, that guy's not good. No. Um, all right, who wins this matchup? I'm going to go with Patriots. I think the matchup's better. I will go with... going to go with Papa Kaz and the Patriots. I don't need to look further than Phil's opponents for half his players. Minnesota, Seattle, Minnesota, Denver. Giants, I'm good. Are we sure Des Bryant's still good? I think Des Bryant's still good. I just don't think he's ever going to be good enough with Dak. I agree with that. I mean, uh, I get with, the, with Prescott playing QB, it's just not uh, it's not the same offense. I mean, Romo was, was looking for him, especially in the red zone. Dak likes to spread the ball around, and it's kind of just more of running an actual an actual offense as far as just trying to find the open guy, making the good read. Yeah. All right, next matchup, Fegley versus Spears. Closest projected matchup of the week, 117.5 to 117.1 in favor of Ice Cream. Um, how many points is Spears going to get from the Green Bay-Atlanta game? He currently has Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, Austin Hooper, Tevin Coleman, and Ty Montgomery in that game. Gotta love Sunday Night Football. Well, he's going to need a ton, obviously. <laughs> uh, I can't really put a number on it. But it's a high investment. He's going to get 75. I got him at 86. So I think there's going to be footballs flying all over the place that game. That's very pretty high scoring. So. Yeah. Good, uh, it's a good matchup. Good game for Spears to have all those guys. Yep. Yeah. Matt Ryan going to be the quarterback for the clan this week too, probably. So he'll be able to at least get in on that action to an extent. Um, let's play a little fun game of uh, PG rated love Mary kill. And we're talking Fegley's wide receivers here. Love Mary kill one each. Moncrief, Benjamin, Curse, Dante Moncrief, Kelvin Benjamin, Jermaine Curse. That juicy wide receiving core. Uh, we're not counting Hopkins in this. No, nah, I thought he was like <laughs> a clear. I th- I feel like he's a clear level above both all those other guys. All right, so we're Moncrief, Benjamin, Kirsch. I will. Wow. It's uh, fun, right? Good question. I guess I'll love Moncrief for the time being. Mary Benjamin, because he's probably the best of the bunch, and we can just kill. <laughs> I think I'll love, curse, I'll marry Benjamin, and I'll just kill Moncrief. <laughs> 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 that guy sucks. <laughs> um, I'll love Benjamin. I like the matchup this week. I'll marry Curse because I think he's going to lead the Jets in targets, and I'm also going to kill yeah, Mockery. I was going to go that way, too. <laughs> just because Curse might have the most staying power as far as just they have no other options. Yeah, Moncrief, he gone. <laughs> um, all right, who wins this matchup, Fegley versus Spears? Spears. Spears. Spears, clean sweep. He's going to be 2-0. <laughs> we'll say <laughs> Uh, it's amazing. I don't know how the guy does it. Alright. Kaz versus Ed. The dogs versus the curtain. 
Are you guys at all concerned about Russell Wilson and the Seattle Sea Chickens? Sure am. Running game Absolutely. Play. Offensive line is putrid. I said to you this weekend, I hope they go 0-16 because they deserve every loss for not wanting to put a single dollar into their offensive line. They're ignorant. They deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. Everything Ed said, just, I mean, he's just running for his life back there. I mean, I don't know how you have a franchise quarterback. He runs 40 yards to protect him. Yeah, I'm not I'm not concerned yet. I think this is a huge bounce back week against San Francisco. But uh I definitely would like to see them do a little better in terms of protecting him and giving him time to throw. I think he's one of the throws one of the better balls in the league, so I'm really hoping they can turn it around for my team's sake. Um question for Ed's team. Without Eric Berry playing for the Chiefs, is Zach Ertz the leading candidate to be the tight end one this week? Yeah, I don't think. I don't know who it is because I haven't dove into it all that deep yet, but I, I'm not ready to put him there. It's Rob Gronkowski against New Orleans. It's a decent matchup. <laughs> if it's not going to be him this week, then I don't know. I think Ertz <laughs> is definitely going to catch more balls than Gronk this week. You can mark that up right here. Gronk looks 80. Gronk may catch five balls, but all five of them may maybe may touchdowns. So, yeah, I'm just saying, just best chance to be number one. I mean, you can't get a better matchup than that. No. If it's not going to be him this week, then yeah, he's not going to. He's done. <laughs> he's not the number one tight end anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who wins? Cos versus Ed. You can have this one, buddy. I'm Ed, Ed's winning. <laughs> um, I'm going to take... The... Steel Curtain. like the Steel Curtain this week. Ed, do you want to make it a clean sweep? I already picked you. Oh, did you? I didn't hear that. Sorry. I tried the whole picking myself thing last week. It didn't work, so let's get off that. Yeah, let's deflect, deflect, deflect at this point. Um, all right, marquee matchup of the week. Shane's number one in the power rankings. I haven't done week two yet. I'm waiting to see what we get in terms of claims. But I think Bulls team is sneaky good, too. And the more I look at it... Um, I think his team's... I think he did a nice job with his team. So I like it, but... My question, how competent can Larry Fitzgerald be with no DJ? Um, He becomes the focal point of this offense now, in my opinion. And I think, like we said, Carson Palmer's pretty much at the end of the rope here. How do you guys feel about Fitzy now? Don't like it. I'm ready to dump all Arizona. All of the zero guys that I bought into this year, I'm ready to throw what? (laughs) Change. Still, same player. He's never really had good players around him most of his career. <laughs> He's going to put up the same numbers that he usually does. He's kept six or seven balls for 70, 80 yards. That's fair. Every game. That's fair. Uh, I, can't, I guess I can't really disagree with that much. Still like the matchup this week against the Colts. I just don't think... I had really high expectations for him this year. I thought he'd get into the 100 catch range and now I worry if teams bracket coverage him I just don't know if he has that that skill set anymore alright another fun question here we're going to rate Brandon Marshall on a scale of 1 to 10 1 means he's as good as Shane is in week 1 because Shane's 3-0 and in week 1 and dominates everybody a 10 he's as good as a keeper wide receiver for bowl in week 1 because the last two years, Bull has lost to keep a wide receiver to a torn ACL. So rate Brandon Marshall on a scale of 1 to 10. 8. <laughs> I was going to say 7, so I think we're in the same ballpark. Um, clearly did not look good week 1. Um, I'm hoping he 
hoping that it's more because Beckham didn't play. But did not look good. The whole Giants offense, I'm ready to dump. I'll take a five on Marshall. I think it all has to do with the fact that Beckham didn't play. Marshall clearly didn't sign there to be the number one receiver in an offense. He's there to be a red zone target and a guy that um, can take some stuff away from Beckham. So I'm not not too worried about him yet. My worries more alive with the running game of the Giants. It's terrible. Um, all right, who wins? Stein versus Bowl. take the Weevils. I think Bull gets off to the 2-0 start. Alright, let's go League Rapid Fire. Who you got this week? Or who you got long term, sorry. Stafford or Wentz? Yeah, it's Stafford and fantasy, but um, it, I think it's really close. I wouldn't be surprised if they're right next to each other at year end. Bigger game, Sunday Night Football, Jordy or Julio? Uh, Hordy, Hordy or Julio? Hordy or Julio? <laughs> I'm going to go with Julio. I'm going to go Julio as well. I'm going to go Hordy. Um, who do you guys trust more, Bilal Powell or Amir Abdullah? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Bilal Powell. Bilal Powell. <laughs> if I have to see Amir Abdullah get stuffed at the five-yard line one more time, <laughs> that guy's terrible. Thanks, Shane. Powell. Um, <laughs> it's, it's rapid fire, not make fun of Kaz's RB2. <laughs> Bigger question mark. Eifert or Dalton? How do you separate the two? Oh, good God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Dalton because I guess that he... Uh, Eifert hinges on Dalton, so I'll go Dalton. Another guy yeah. It's Dalton, I guess. Dalton. Um, I'll take... Eifert on a, I guess, the fact that we know Andy Dalton's not good, and the question was, who's the bigger question mark, and I don't know if Eifert's good, so. More likely, to, more likely to be top 10 at year end, Sammy Sleeves or Rain Dakota Prescott? Bradford. Bradford. I'll take that. You guys are all aboard the Sammy Sleeves train. Sammy Buckets. I'm just out on deck. I'll just have Who do you guys like more long-term this season? Nelson Aguilar or Kenny Galladay? Kenny G. Galladay. Um, I will take... Uh, Galladay. I really wanted to say Aguilar there, but I think it's Kenny G. Who has a better season? Alvin Kamara or Tariq the Human Joystick Cohen? Uh, Cohen, I think it's less, it's less uh, cluttered there. Take Kamara. I will also take Kamara. Idiots. I think it's only a matter of time until he takes over a bigger share in that offense. Who's top five at season end? Jags D or Rams D? Third option, no one cares. Uh, no one cares, but for the sake of the question, I'll pick the Jags. More talent. Uh, no one cares, but it's the Jags. Ed, what'd you say? Sorry. No one cares. The Jags. 
Um, I will take the Rams. Bonus question: In what week is Adrian Peterson released from the Saints? <laughs> I'll set the over under at six. Over. I didn't hear the question. Ed. In what week will Adrian Peterson be released from the Saints? Over under. <laughs> Uh, I'll take the over, but that's a great one. I'm going to take the under, because if he gives Sean Payton that look one more time, he won't get on the bus. <laughs> All right. Sean Payton, he's a guy that loves him some me, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Are we sure he's good? Um. Yeah, that's a good question. No, we're, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. Alright, bold prediction time. I'll kick it yeah. off. Stinks a lot. Big Ben, top five quarterback this week. Ooh, yes. Bold. I like that. They're playing the we're Vikings, both. but I like home Ben. We both hit our top five QBs last week. We did. I don't even remember what my other two... Oh, Richard Matthews did not catch two touchdowns. And I don't remember what my other one was. I'm pretty sure I missed the Joe Mixon touches. Yeah, I don't think I hit on any of mine. Derrick Henry did not score 12 points. The top scorer was not one of my quarterbacks. It was my running back. And I don't know my other one. Uh, over 60 points in the Tennessee game. That didn't happen. Yeah, that was brutal. Um, I think I had Dal Cook. I think he was my running back. I don't know. Nah, I wouldn't have hit that game twice. Uh, I don't even know what to go with here. Projected as the number one running back on ESPN this week at 18 points. So That's Shane, no. Shane's in line no. with Matthew Berry. Okay. Nice alley you. Um, he put up the worst game of his career last week. Sorry. Let's go, uh, Devontae Parker. a little messed up trying to kill my guys in your bold predictions but whatever lets you sleep at night it's fine um, <laughs> my running back bold prediction Jaquiz Rogers finds the end zone twice so, I like that I see what we're doing they <laughs> pull up the roster <laughs> Is it too early to call this a loser's out game? Are you guys this week? Yeah, Shane, it's week two. Okay. I'll be selling this, so no, it's That's just, okay. that's, no, it's just super bold. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to match the number two running back for top 12. I'm trying to do real things here. No problem. 
Um, Alright, now that you guys made fun of me for my Le'Veon Bell, I'll go over 25 fantasy points. Okay. Alright, my third bold prediction, Randall Cobb leads all Packers wide receivers in, in fantasy points this week. Top twelve, you mean? No, he's a QB oh. one. So top twelve. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't know what you said. Could cut out. I thought you right. said top five. Shane, what's your third one? Jared Goff goes top ten. Nice. What was it? Goff top ten because the Redskins struggle with big wide receivers. Oh, Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Wow. All right, Ed, you were 0 for 2 last week on the 2 for 1 special. You took yeah, this... I had a bunch of assholes talk me out of the Jaguars. <laughs> I feel like I get at least half a point for that because I made the pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Can fine. I hammered that? Yeah, that's fine. Troops is not a thing. That no, place he yelled, was, let's go 17 times out of the tunnel, though. The place was rocking, though, when he came out. It was rocking. Yeah. All right. Looking for some dogs. No good ones this week. Um, give me the skins against the Rams. What's the line there? What's that? What's the line there? Two and a half. And let's go bold with the next one. Let's go Dolphins over the Chargers. What's that line? Four and a half. Dolphins getting four and a half. Yeah. Nice. I like that one. All right. Um, I didn't really have this on the agenda, but so we started doing our best bets, three of us. Um, let's see how we did last week. I had the Seahawks plus three. Loser. Um, Eagles minus one, winner. And the Rams minus four, winner. Uh, Shane had the Saints plus three and a half. Loser. <laughs> Eagles minus one. Winner. And 49ers plus five and a half. I think that was a loser as well. <laughs> you think? I, don't, I forget what the score was. They lost by 20. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ed, had C, Ed had Seahawks plus three. He had the Giants plus four. Both losers. And the Rams were a winner. All right. Who we got in week two? I will take Titans minus two and a half. Patriots minus seven. Patriots what? Minus seven? Yep. Um, Redskins plus two and a half. All right, I'm going to take the Ravens minus eight. Um, I'm also going to take the Patriots minus seven. I feel like that's like stealing. And I'll take the Oakland... Raiders minus thirteen. I have fourteen. Well, I'll I'll give you thirteen and a half. <laughs> I'll take the New Orleans Saints getting seven. <laughs> I 
feel like that's stealing. <laughs> I will take... It's not prime time, Shane. Yeah. I'll take... Um... Philadelphia Eagles. What do you got them at? Five and a half? Yep. Eagles plus six. five and a half. Six. Getting six. I'll take six from Ed. Um, and I'll take Buffalo. Getting, what do you got, seven and a half, Ed? Seven. Seven. We're giving him six on the Eagles? We went off my site last time. I guess we're just going to switch it up every week. No, that's fine. That's fine. So I'll change my Raiders to 14 then. It's not going to matter. They're going to win by 100. All right. Um, best bets are locked in. Anything else regarding week two you guys want to add to the table? Well, that's an exciting week. Week two. Week one's in the books. I mean, it's from week two. <laughs> Big week for a lot of people. Don't want to go on two. So I'm excited to see how it shakes out. Good luck on the waiver wire. Go get them. Yeah, I gotta get my claims in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure you don't have a bunch in already, Matt. <laughs> I don't. Oh, you're a liar. No, I got nothing. Ed said everything I wanted to say. All right. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> very good. Um, next next week's gonna be a little sketch. I'll be in Ocean City, Maryland. It may just be. Me and Papa Kaz with a couple cold ones doing a podcast live from the beach. Maybe we'll nice. dial, maybe we'll dial Ed in. We'll give Shane a break so we don't have to use this ridiculous three way app. Um, but it worked for tonight for the most part. So nice catch, Ed. Thank you. Otherwise, thank you for listening to the Red Triangle Sports Podcast. Thanks to Shane Stein and Eddie Mitchum for joining me, my right hand and left hand man men in the triangle. Good luck this week, and Ed, I hope I beat you. <laughs>